that, that's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Do you know what I've been thinking a lot about live trivia? What's that? It's just like when someone sees me parallel parking and they're like, oh, I'll help you, I'll help you. And I'm like, no, no, I'm an amazing parallel parker until you start to help me. <laughs> so, you know, we do trivia when we're like sort of in between episodes or we need a Don't little more stuff. Don't reveal our secrets. No. Come on. <laughs> Nick, keep that to yourself. This is totally intentional. We're not doing any filler here. Okay, <laughs> critical you're content. You're listening to Civics 101. I'm Nick Capodice. I'm Hannah McCarthy. I'm Rebecca Lavoie. I'm Christina Phillips. And we all make Civics 101. And this is Trivia. So, three rounds today. The first round is going to be called, Which is Greater? And what I'm going to be doing is asking you two things, and you have to tell me which of those two things is bigger than the other. Which is the bigger thing? You got it? Okay, so not uh. actually greater, because I was going to make a joke that was, you mean America or nothing? <laughs> I'm sorry. Freedom or freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to, it's all going to make sense when we once we start. And it's going to go, uh, Rebecca, Christina, Hannah, Rebecca, Christina, Hannah. Nine things. Three each. You guys ready to dance? Yes. Yes. Which is greater? Rebecca Lavoie. The size of South Carolina or the size of Ohio? Ohio. Absolutely correct. Did you yeah. guys know that one? I, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah, Ohio is 44.8 thousand square miles. South Carolina is 32,000. Well done. Thank I you. lived in both and I would have gotten that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christina, you're up. You ready? Okay. Which is greater? The number of California's electoral votes or the age in years of Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Oh. <sighs> Julie Louis-Dreyfus? Absolutely correct. Julie Louis-Dreyfus is 62, and uh, California has 55 electoral votes. All right, Hannah, are you ready? No. Which is greater, the number of Federalist Papers or the number of theses Martin Luther nailed to a church door in 1517? So it's 95, or... He nailed 95 theses to the door Mm -hmm. on Halloween. Uh... Martin Luther's theses. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Martin Sorry. Luther's theses. There were 85 Federalist yeah. Papers, and there were how many theses? Again? 95 theses. That he nailed to a church door? That he did on Halloween, which is coming up. That's why everyone should be Martin Luther for Halloween. All right, Rebecca, you're up again. All right. Which is greater, the number of executive orders issued by FDR mm-hmm. or the year Marty McFly travels to where he gets a hoverboard <laughs> in Back to the Future Part 2? <laughs> That's a good one. He's not a hoverboard. Uh, it's it's the Marty McFly one. Wow. What year? What's the year for Marty McFly? Oh, it's it would just passed, right? It yeah. was like two thousand and twenty one or something like that. I remember. I remember when everybody passed. They were like, "This is the year. This is when it happened." Hoverboard. Yeah. Two thousand twenty, whatever. But I know that FDR did a lot of executive orders. Rebecca, I am afraid to say that you're oh. incorrect. The year in Back to the Future Two is twenty fifteen. Okay. That really. Oh passed man. Over a <laughs> you while know what? My, my um, sense of FDR time is not passed, good. FDR uh, passed three thousand seven hundred and twenty one oh. executive orders. Wow. 
He was a busy, busy president, that huh. man in the White House. All right, Christina, you're up. Tough one. Great. <laughs> the number of people in total who have served on the Supreme Court as a justice mm. or the number of movies that have won an Academy Award for Best Picture. Oh, boy. I had to stick somebody with the, with the, with the tough one. <sighs> That's justices. A, that's, I'm sorry. That's a really hard one. Yeah. It is. This is just. This is just for feeling. Yeah. Justices. Yeah, because the Academy Awards are like in the 20s or 30s. You're absolutely correct, Christina. Yeah. Well done. Supreme oh. Court has had 116 justices, that's and there a lot have been more. 95 <laughs> Best Pictures. Well done, Christina. Good job, Hannah. What's bigger, the population and people of New York City, and I'm just talking the five boroughs, not the you know massive greater metropolitan area. Uh-huh. The population of New York City. Or the population of the country of Denmark? New York City. Absolutely correct. Yep. New York City has 8.8 million and there's 5.9 million people in Denmark. If you watch Borgen, that was a gimme. <laughs> Borgen is such a good uh, such a good mystery. That's right. That's Dead right. body in the middle of the bridge. You know what I learned from... That's, yeah. Well, that's not Borgen. That's not Borgen? That's the bridge. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know what I learned from Borgen? What's that? that? The population of Greenland is like smaller than Manchester, New Hampshire. Whoa! <laughs> that's tiny. Okay, Rebecca, here's one that uh, I think Hannah and Christina might know, but I, you know, only because of other episodes we've done, but right. give it a try. Which is greater, the number of words in the Alabama Constitution Mm -hmm. or the number of minutes in a year? 575,600. So close. 525,600 minutes. Right, right, right. I mean, I don't feel like you'd ask this question unless the Alabama Constitution were like really long. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Alabama Constitution. It was a good guess, and you're absolutely right. The Alabama Constitution is the longest constitution but in I'm the wrong. world. But, but I'm you wrong. are wrong. <sighs> the Alabama Constitution has 388,882 words. That's wild. <laughs> we should point out, if you keep burying stuff, it can be tricky to navigate the law. Mm. Yeah. That's a really good point. I'm just trying That's to imagine all. scrolling through that PDF on the Alabama <laughs> state website. I don't think you Control have a computer F. big enough for it. <laughs> all right, we're almost, Super computer. We're almost done with this round. Christina, you're up. <laughs> the grand total number of people who work in the executive branch of the United States or the number of reasons in the title of a Lady Gaga song from her album, Joanne. Okay, oh. okay. You know what? I gotta say something here. I don't think you've ever listened to a Lady Gaga song in your life, sir. Uh, listen, I have <sighs> look. I, I've listened to Poker Face. Poker Face. That's a great song. Mm. Okay, well, it's, I'm pretty sure it's executive branch then. Why is that? Because there's like millions and millions of people. You're absolutely correct. Oh, it is yeah. four million okay. people in the yes. executive branch, <laughs> and it's a million reasons why Lady Gaga is leaving her uh, her her boyfriend. Lover. I think she needs to just let it go. I mean. <laughs> All right, this is the last one of this What's Bigger round. Hannah, which is greater, the number of articles in the U.S. Constitution or the number of deadly sins? Same. Same? What's the number? Same. Seven. Absolutely correct. Nice. That's right. So let me do the uh, tally of the score. (laughs) Rebecca gets one. (laughs) Hannah has... Three. 
Christina has three. This never mm. happens. This never happens. <laughs> Your lucky performance review time is over. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, what do you think, listeners? Can Rebecca come from behind and take it? Will Christina or Hannah seize the day? Find out after rounds two and three after this short break. But first, you may have heard it is our annual Civics 101 fundraiser. And as opposed to us asking, as we usually do, for you to support the show, this time we've got a little something for you in return. If you make a one-time $60 gift to Civics 101, we will send you a brand new Civics 101 baseball cap. It is a quality cap. It's black. It says Civics 101. And the only potential downside to it is that if you wear it around town, people might come up to you and ask you what all the amendments are, which could be fun. But anyways, check out the hat. Consider supporting the show at our website, civics101podcast.org. I got a link in the show notes for you, too. And just thank you. We love doing what we do, clearly. (laughs) And it wouldn't be possible without you. So, look, thanks. All right. We're back. You're listening to Civics 101. It is our trivia special where Christina, Hannah, and Rebecca square off, or triangle off, I should say. Anyways, let's get into round two. Hannah, I'm going to start with you for this, sort of an introduction. This is a sort of a, this is a warm-up question for each of you for this round. You ready, Hannah? Yes. What organization located on Tremont Street was open to the public in 1970 and now maintains several iconic galleries and theaters, including... The gorgeous Cyclorama. You mean Tremont Street? Tremont Street, yeah. Did Can you I ask say the Tremont? question again? <laughs> I was too fixated on your mispronunciation. What organization located on Tremont Street was open oh, to the, the public? Oh, the Boston in- Center for the Arts. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, very good. Well done. Uh, Rebecca, I've got one for you. Are you ready? Sure. Name the small New Hampshire town that was the setting for the mysterious murder of Edith. Penn Meyer. Oh, Goshen. Two- Goshen. <laughs> the small lake in Goshen. You know what its nickname is? What? The Goshen Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's the motion of the Goshen Ocean. Christina, depending on its size and how it flies, what animal belonging to the infraorder Anisoptera and order Ordanta is predated upon by many kinds of birds, oh. including the kestrel and the merlin? It's a dragonfly. Yeah, how did you know that? <laughs> I may have studied things eating dragonflies in college. So can you guys guess the theme of this next round? Stuff we're definitely not going to know. If you know, you know. It's uh, stuff that I ripped off your LinkedIn pages. Oh, so no. I went to all your LinkedIn Nick, pages. I haven't updated my LinkedIn page in a really <laughs> I know, long time. It still says you go to Bennington College. I currently go to Bennington. The point of this round is I'm going to, to give you each a slowly read out five fictional or real LinkedIn pages of, his, of American history figures. And when you oh. think you know who it is, press the buzzer and you get to guess the mm. name. That's so fun. Isn't it fun? That's such a fun idea. This is a LinkedIn page from history. It's not real. In education, this LinkedIn page lists the College of New Jersey, which LinkedIn has changed to Princeton for accuracy. In skills, this guy lists Latin, Greek, theology, Hebrew, political philosophy, and law, although he never joined the bar. One of his first jobs listed after college was Colonel of the Orange County Militia, but he really gets going politically on LinkedIn as a delegate in the 5th Virginia Convention and then the Virginia House of Delegates. And there's a lot more jobs. He gets endorsements on essay writing. 
from John Jay and Alexander Hamilton. Oh, who is it, Hannah? Wait, are we talking about Adams? Oh, no, this is James Madison. We're so I can't believe I said John Adams. Well, James Madison was the third of the authors of the Federalist Papers. You ready for number two LinkedIn page? This is an actual LinkedIn page. Also, John Adams is Massachusetts. I know, like I famously know. All right, anyway. I've been to his house many times. Question number two, so that's a zero points. Question number two, this is an actual LinkedIn page. For real. This is an actual LinkedIn page, and it's one of the only people who shares her job to have a LinkedIn page. In education, she lists Princeton University and Yale Law School. In skills, she lists public speaking, law, writing, and like a thousand other things. Her first experience listed on her LinkedIn page is a law partner at Pavia and Harcourt, where she, quote, represented luxury Italian goods retailer Fendi in an attempt to mitigate knockoff handbags in the designer's name. Then we've got federal district judge in 1991, lecturer at Columbia, professor at Cooney. Oh, we have a ding. Rebecca? Sonia Sotomayor. Whoa! Nice. The last thing was she's, you know, listed as uh, in May of 2009 Supreme Court Justice Mm. of the United States. Okay, here we go. Here's a fictional one for you guys. I wish that it was real, but it's not. Number three. This person's first listed education is Fullerton Union High School. He gets endorsements for debate, public speaking, and football. And later on, he goes to some other schools, including Duke Law. His first job experience is at a combination gas store and grocery store in Whittier, California. Then he worked for a law firm, and then he was a member of the Whittier Community Players, where he was in a production of George Kaufman's Dark Tower. Even though he could have been exempted from the draft due to him being a Quaker, he enlisted in the U.S. Navy. And Oh, Hannah? Reagan? I'm sorry, Hannah, that is incorrect. We're going to continue. Rebecca wants to buzz. Oh, Rebecca. Nixon. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Nixon. Yeah, Nixon was a Quaker? Unbelievable. I, I finally mm. got to, you know, later on it was Is he the only funny Quaker about- president? Yes. And you know what's funny about that? What's that? You know what Quaker meeting is, right? You gotta be quiet yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until the spirit moves you. <laughs> okay, here we go. Question number four. Graduated Yorktown High School in New York City in 2007. She got an endorsement from MIT who is so impressed with her work and in- who is it? Uh, AOC? Yes. Oh. How did you know that so quickly? I just calculated the graduation date. She just graduated. <laughs> <laughs> She's very young. Okay, here's our last one. I'm going to be watching the buzzer in this last one. <laughs> this is a real one. You ready? Yes. Okay. Lists bachelors at University of Arizona, masters at Stony Brook University Grad School, where he got a doctorate there as well. Postdoctorate research at Princeton, again with Princeton. Author of many articles and books, including Gender Threat, American Masculinity in the Face of Change. And then he lists most recently 17 years as professor of government and politics at Fairleigh Dickinson University. Uh, Christina, you got, oh, uh, who was first? Christina, you were first. Dan Casino. Absolutely. You knew that too, Hannah. Yeah. Dan Casino's got to be our most oft-repeated guest. So he's like our Steve Martin. Yes. Dan Casino's absolutely wonderful. And Nick and I love him a lot. He's he's very, very smart. Also, no one explains something like Dan Casino. Yeah. You know? 
This last round of non-civics 101 trivia, it's about the season in which we are now entering. This is, we are in fall. Fall's Ooh, coming up. I love fall. Autumn, it's my favorite. It's, your, it's my favorite it's season. It's the best season. It's Everybody's the best favorite. Season. Yeah. So I have seven questions here that are about fall and falling. All right. You guys ready for some fall and falling? Remember, just shoot your hand up if you think you know the answer. Okay. Um, here we go. Autumn was originally called Harvest in the 12th and 13th centuries. But as more people moved from farms and cities in the 1600s, English speakers started to refer to it as fall. Why the word fall? Hannah? <laughs> say it. I want to hear no, you say it. I can't it. say it. Now they put my hand up. I say can't it. say you it. Have to say it. It's just like Liz Lemon thinking that seasonal affective disorder is where the word sad comes from. I can't. Tell me. Say it out loud. Because the leaves are falling. Yes, it's because the leaves is fall it? from the trees. Is that true? Yes. Oh, my God. That's why we I, call it fall. Did you guys I was not like, know that? I knew it, but I was like, that oh. can't be right. I heard that like I was in grade school, and I'm like, that's just too stupid to be true. It's so stupid. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's because the leaves are falling. <laughs> From the trees. <laughs> there are many kinds of falls. Fallen in and out of love, falls from grace, falling from favor, or off a log. Or specifically, <laughs> from a window. What? Yeah, Rebecca was first. Defenestration. Yeah. I knew what? that. I knew that. Why? And it's not fallen from a window. It's really being pushed, pushed out, out of, of a, a window. window. If you would let me finish the question, I said specifically this means to be pushed out of a window. Specifically in Prague. In Prague. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we all know about the defenestration of Prague. But we don't know how many Federalist Papers there are. Here we go. Question number three. One and only one short story of Edgar Allan Poe fits into this round's category. What is this short? Oh, the fall of the House of Usher. Nice. You couldn't even. I, look. What is happening? Because it says gonna, fall. In it. I was gonna oh. have the singer of Love in This Club, and you got it bad, and I didn't even get to that, <laughs> which is Usher. Well done. So yeah, Hannah again. Make it. I a know move. my Poe. Got to know the Poe. Do you real quick? Do you have a favorite Poe short story? Any of the three of you? The cask of Amontillado, hundred percent. It's so upsetting. It is really upsetting, and also it, it like speaks to the thing everybody's most afraid of, which is like being buried alive. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. When you get drunk on some sherry at a friend's house, way worse than being hat. way worse than being defenestrated. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, I'd rather be defenestrated. Yes, it's quicker. Question number four. In 1989, a company named Life Call made a commercial advertising. Rebecca? I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh. Absolutely correct. <laughs> I have my hand up. I know, but but Rebecca was first. Again, was for the well listeners done. at home, I'm just sitting here listening <laughs> to the question, waiting, forgetting that fall is the theme, and they are already on it. I was going to finish saying in this commercial, Mrs. Fletcher used life call and uttered what's famous seven-word wow. phrase. I've fallen and I can't get up. Here we go, number five. While about 5,000 people have done this, intentionally or by accident, Hannah already... Come on! Can I, can I try it, though? But then you won't be able to guess again if you're wrong. You want to wait a little bit more? 
gone over Niagara Falls. Absolutely correct. Yes. No. Oh. That's what I was going to I had so too. much fun <laughs> stuff in the rest of the question. I'm just going to read it. Uh, while 5,000 people have done this intentionally by accident, the first documented person to do it and survive was Annie Edson Taylor, mm. a 63-year-old retired school teacher in 1901. Uh, attempting to do this today can result in a fine of $25,000. I don't know if the or money death. goes to the U.S. or, or Canada or death. Uh, what's funny about Annie Taylor is she started touring the co- country afterwards to make a little money with her barrel that she went over the falls uh-huh. in. Her manager stole her barrel and started touring the country himself. She had to hire private investigators to find her barrel. Hmm. And they found it, and then she died. I remember at the Niagara Falls Museum, there's some museum, and there's this little boy who accidentally went over the falls, and he's being interviewed afterwards, and they're like, tell, tell them what you asked for the minute you like got pulled out of the water. And he was like, a glass of water. And everyone <laughs> laughs like crazy. I was like, it's just dark. Poor kid. Poor kid. <laughs> All right, our penultimate question here. Humpty Dumpty. Very strange nursery rhyme. Some historians have suggested that it is based on Richard III's loss at the Battle of Bosworth Field. But my favorite piece of trivia about... No. Yeah. What? They never say it's an egg. Well done. (laughs) They never say in Humpty Dumpty that he's an egg. So how did we get that imagery? Uh, I have no idea. In like children's nursery rhyme books, they always show an egg. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I guess because he breaks when he falls off the wall. Well, put him back together again implies that he fell apart. So like, he could be like a doll, mm-hmm. a porcelain doll. He could also be a person. A person who breaks yeah. into a million people. He could yeah. be Richard I, I guess that's just too gruesome. That's too gruesome. <laughs> but yeah, nowhere does it say he's an egg. Anywhere. Wait, so in the story, does he actually, like in true real life, does he fall off of a wall and, and die? Be like, so in real life, like where the was real this hum- egg? The real Humpty Dumpty? <laughs> Well, it's based on who? Richard well, the Third. Well, some historians think it's sort of a parable related to Richard the Third, but did Richard he? the Third was did never fell off a wall. Well, then why would it be related to? Yeah, because he, he fell off his horse and you know. I he mean, had a Humpty uh, Alexander Dumpty. When you no, at, what is that? I don't know. It's a movie it's like a character. character from Batman. Yeah. Oh boy. Here we go. We tie Hannah's hands behind her back. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> these hands to dance. This is the last question of the trivia today. All right. And Civic shows up. Hmm. What six-volume work, which Twitter seems to imply I should be thinking about every day, was written by Edward Gibbon and explains how a certain people's loss of civic virtue led to its downfall at the hands of the barbarians? Hannah? Mm. The decline and fall of the Roman Empire? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, because you think about the Roman Empire all the time. That's right. Apparently, I <laughs> because think about you're it a all man. Because I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> have you been following this trend? Of course, no. I have. Oh, what men think about? The- so yes. Hannah's not on Twitter that much. Okay, so apparently, if you ask a man, do you ever think about the Roman Empire? They are very likely to say, "Oh yeah, all the time." <laughs> and when I first heard about this. I was like, there's no way this is true. So I turned to my husband, Kevin, on the couch, and I was like, just as a test, I was like, do you ever think about the Roman Empire? He's like, oh, yeah, all the time. I was thinking about it the other day. And I was like, dear God, apparently it is, there's something there. There is something, Washington Post even wrote about it. There is something there. I don't know what it is. I also ask this of people. Although, I also think about the Roman Empire all the time. It doesn't say that women don't. It just says that men Hmm. do it 
in more frequency. The author, Edward Gibbon, presented it to the um, Duke of Gloucester. It's like, here's my great work, Duke of Gloucester. (laughs) (laughs) And the Duke of Gloucester said, and this is a direct quote, Ah, another damned thick square book. Always scribble, 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 (laughs) eh, Mr. Gibbon? (laughs) That makes... Uh, the grand total, Christina, you have seven points at the end of this trivia. You were tied with our executive producer, not executive producer, Rebecca Lavoy, for seven, and with eight points. Oh, oh, never oh, last round, last round coming out of the Guys, coming out of last place. Big so, deal. I, I think you deserve that one, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, you like were psychically guessing the questions before they were even finished. It was pretty I incredible. That. Do you guys have any questions for me before we wrap up this trivia? Or what can we say that's sort of like a fun fun ending to things? Yeah, I have a question. Go ahead. Do you often think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed, but I do. I think about it all the time. Yeah. I think about aqueducts all the time. Yep. How they were built and how and I think about the What's vomitorium. The thing at the top of the arch. The keystone? Yes. Yeah, I think about the keystone. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I think about about the Roman Empire is I have a question. When I watch gladiator films, yeah. mm, that little armor skirt oh, yeah, yeah. only oh, yeah. goes down to the knees. Sure. What kind of armor is that? It's for horseback riding. I mean... Centurions would wear like... It's just not that protective from the knees down. And that is a question that I would go back in time and ask. That's a good question. Yeah. I used to think about the net all the time in Gladiators. Like, who has a net? The guy who's just got a net. <laughs> in between oh. battles, he's got to go back and like re. Yeah, we like net. sew the net. It's like, all tangled up. Like, I can't again. even get my headphones to not be tangled up with my cables. <laughs> I have a net and a shield that's like the size of a saucer. <laughs> Well, that's it for Civics 101 Trivia. Hannah, we got to get you some sort of prize. Working on it. This episode was produced by me, Nick Capodice. And yeah, I wrote the trivia questions, but we all kind of made it. That is senior producer Christina Phillips, executive producer Rebecca Lavoie, and Hannah McCarthy. Music in this episode by Scott Holmes, Scott Gratton, Cooper Cannell, Proletur, The New Fools, Howard Harper Barnes, Bonkers Beat Club, Fabian Tell, One Two Feet, Max Anson, Alexandra Woodward, Margarita, Anatech, and Patrick Patricios. Civics 101 is and of right ought to be a production of NHPR, New Hampshire Public Radio. All right, 